Tom. Welcome back, my friends. It's that time of the week, I know. It's the time of the week you've anxiously been awaiting. You've grabbed the mothers, the fathers, the sisters, the brothers, the babies, and everyone to gather around the old tube, which is now considered the laptop. It is the time you've anxiously been awaiting. It's the time for the culinaryist, most cleverest, the riveting and most entertaining culinary show in the world. It is the tastiest and most deep mystifyingest cooking show, not only in Atlanta, not only in the Southeast, but in the world, baby. It is Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs. Today, we are at our home away from home, Le Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. And we are so thrilled to be here because it is such a great place to go. We have a wonderful audience here today. They're eating, they're laughing, they're throwing things at me. It's just that it's an amazing time here. It is. But the most important thing is every time you come to a show here and keep to chefandafatman.com and find out when our schedules are. But anytime we're taping, you've got to come because it is so much fun. Yeah. You learn. Are you guys having fun? You guys get more than enough to eat? The best person in the world is the fat man? Yeah. I like these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, my friend, Chef and a Fat Man couldn't do it without our sponsorship. And, of course, our sponsor has been with us. This is our 18th season. 17 of them have been sponsored by the Big Green Egg. The, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. Yes, yeah, so by Schumann Produce, they are the leaders in real sweet Peruvian this time of the year. But when Vidalias are up, they're the sweetest of the sweet. My friends... Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce. If it does not say Real Sweet on the back, back of the, the tag, tag, it ain't. Man, these guys pick up. We got it. Quick. Don't and forget of course, it. what? Don't forget it. We got it. Don't forget yeah, it. I got it. Anyway, the lady who has done more for culinary in the egg world than most will ever do. Oh, she is the executive chef of the Big Green Egg Corporate Center, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, better known as La Cordon Green she is the goddess of goodies, the dynamo of delicious. She is our own affable, plate-breaking Chef oh. Amanda Agenio. Aw, oh, thanks, Kev. That was cold, wasn't it? Plate-breaking. Yeah, because... It is you know, a little bit like a circus around here. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway, we, um, I'm telling you, if you missed last week's show... Oh, man, you gotta, you, you got to tell your friends. It seems like to just moments ago. It, <laughs> it really does. But we did monkey bread. We did two kinds of monkey bread. We did. We did monkey bread normal, and, which is French for normal. And we did, we did dark monkey yeah, bread. Yeah, we did dark monkey bread, which uh, caramelized the sugar to give it a dark uh, cooked, how would you, how would you, extra crispy, extra crispy yeah. monkey bread. Yeah. So we gave you both tastes. And... Uh, we did uh, peach schnapps, dump cake, and chocolate bourbon pecan pie. So this week, what do you do after you have such a dessert-sweetened series of recipes? You come back with a little more sustenance, more of a meal-type thing. Yep. And you've decided to dig deep into the treasure trove of that wonderful culinary mind of yours. And what have you come up with? So we're going to do flank steak. Um, we're actually doing a bourbon and brown sugar marinated flank steak. And, and um, I, I know a lot of people have seen what chimichurri is. It's a sauce that you would put over it. Um, I'm going to do a 
corn and bacon succotash that I'm going to put over the top of it. And, you know, this is really great because you can slice, you can marinate the steak early, you can slice it, you can serve it, the corn relish over the top. And this is great for football season. It's great for Sunday dinner. It's in, it's great for leftovers too. So um, I think you're going to be real pleased. You know, it, it, okay, I, and you're going to do something else with something okra. that I can actually eat. Okra. Cooked mm. sometimes. Yes, okra. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dazzle you today. We're gonna well, make a believer out of you. Me. Yeah. But anyway, okra. And you know the problem with okra. A cast iron. Okay, forget the slime. All right, we're gonna. Well, well, you know, there's a culinary term for that. The snot. Is that the world according to Kevin? Oh, the mucus. Just eat monkey bread and yeah, forget yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I like the lighter, not extra crispy, but that's yeah. just my weird taste. But anyway, so you're actually going to make a yeah. the okra, man, when they cook it, it, it just, the, the mucus just is nasty. But you say I should not worry about this? No, you shouldn't. Um, well, I'll, we'll get to it, and then I'll. I'll, I'll oh, so you're going to save the secrets till the. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, sounds exciting. As always, right here on Chef the Fan Man, Blue Collar Chefs. And this is the time of the show where we like to give a shout-out to uh, some of the things that are coming up. Uh, you've already missed uh, the Moonbow Egg Festival in Corbin. Outstanding time. But you wish, coming up shortly, is the famous Eggtoberfest, where three to 4,000 fans of the egg gather at Stone Mountain Park. And uh, I wish you could go. You can't. Because you only had six hours to get your tickets, and uh, 3,000, 4,000 tickets were gone in six hours. And that's a little slow this year, I think. I think it's been as, as quick as, like, um, I don't know, uh, an hour and a half. I mean, it's, it's, but that was back in the day when they were only selling 700. But anyway, it's a great experience. And, uh, you know, Chef, i got to tell you, you've got some great – when's your next big cooking class coming up? Uh... I thought I'd ask you. Yeah, well, you had to catch me off guard. Yeah, biggreenegg.com under the events page. Um, next big one, that would be we have Michael Patria from the Four Seasons coming in. He is like a cool chef. He is a super cool chef, and uh, he's coming in, and then we're going to have a basics class. We've got a lot of corporate events in October. That's our busy season, um, but we're having a date night as well where we're going to make pizza on the egg and have fun with that. Um, wow. And yeah, and then we're also doing. Oh, we're doing a, a, another I football menu. I see at least menu. three couples here that would qualify for date. Yeah, night. yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking. Hey, nothing says I love you like a pizza. And then we're doing a seafood class too. There's four of us. Yep, we're doing a seafood class, and then um, in December, I've got a gentleman from Harris Ranch who just did our tri-tip burn-ins and brisket class. He's going to come back and do um, an advanced barbecue workshop. Is that Will Harris? It's not Will Harris. It's Paul Stanley. And he was named after the, the guy from Kiss. Like, seriously. Like, it's mom. <laughs> anyway, but he's great. Yeah, so he's great. Well, he's a moon zappa. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so those are the classes you got coming up. Yep. Now, let's, let's set the scene here okay. real quickly. Coming up for Christmas mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving, are you guys doing anything that people need to know about to book early if you decide to do a Christmas and a... So we're doing a Thanksgiving class and a Christmas class. And you guys, this year in the Christmas class, I'm making figgy pudding. Oh, we, we talked about yeah. that last year. See, I've always dreamt of doing a Dickensian 
Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. just like Bob Cratchit mm-hmm. and the Cratchits had with the goose mm-hmm. and the figgy pudding, and you know, and so I went online and they actually have recipes from the uh, a cookbook, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, no, <laughs> a lot of work. But figgy pudding, yeah, it's, it's really delicious, and um, it's something that we did last year. I'm going to do it again this year. Um, it's not something that people usually make for themselves, um, and so I, th- I and it's not difficult, and so um, it's, so it's a lot s- of fun. Are you going to let us stand around and sing, bring me some figgy pudding, bring me some Right pudding. now. Yeah, right that's now. the end of it, right? Yeah, bring it right, right now. Then. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll okay. have to do that on yeah. the show. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know, that's an idea. Why don't we do a show for these wonderful folks yeah. where we do nothing but a goose and figgy You want me pudding? to cook your goose on a show? No, I do that on my own, believe me, <laughs> three times a week. Uh, but no, but I mean, let's, uh, let's... Let's do a real Christmas show. The real, and then we can have like... Will you play Santa whole, Claus? Well, I play Santa I've, I've done that once. It's tough. Yeah. Because I got so emotional because we, uh, we did a... I think a few years ago, uh, when we when we first started, we wanted to do something for kids at Christmas time because that's my favorite time of the year. I am absolutely in the spirit of Christmas, past, present, and future. So what we decided to do was we went to the Georgia Baptist Home, and we got uh, twelve children who had been taken from their parents, or whose parents weren't here anymore, and they were living in this facility, and we, uh, which they did a wonderful job for them, but we got a limousine, we picked them up at the Georgia Baptist Home. We took them to the Sheraton Hotel downtown. They got to sit. And then we took them out to Stone Mountain, and they got to ride the ride. And the kids, there was this one little kid, his name was David. He was five, six years old. Everybody's in the limo ready to go, where's David? Well, he'll be here in a minute. He comes out, and he's in a suit. And he gets up. Now, this is a little five, six-year-old kid. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, everybody else is jeans, you know. (laughs) I'm in jeans. And I said, David, why are you in a suit. He looks up at me without breaking. If I'm going to ride in a limousine, I must be dressed right. Aww. And then he sat on my lap and really thought I was Santa Claus. Yeah. And he wouldn't let go of me. And I've got every mucus membrane, every, <laughs> every passage. Again with the mucus. And my wife's over there going, I'm going. <laughs> and he couldn't, couldn't pull him off. So I never did Santa Claus again. That was Aww. brutal. That was brutal. Too tough. Yeah. But anyway, my friends, we come back. We're going to hit the grill, baby. Yep. Not just the grill. The big green egg, which is the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking experience. experience. Live from La Cordon Green at Chef and taking it to the streets of where? Atlanta, GA, baby. Are we out? Welcome back, my friends. Hey, hey, it's time to eat. Woo! Are we ready? There we go. Wonderful. And this is a live audience as opposed to the other kind of audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these it's are, these our favorite people. kind, the live audience. Yeah. Tell you what, they're fantastic. And I'm telling you, there's only one place and one place only that you can hear the sounds of sizzle on your laptop or your car radio. I listen to myself in the car. That way I can shut it off. And he doesn't even have the radio on. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just talking. Yeah. Okay, plate breaker. All right. All right. Anyway, let's start with, now you're doing something, you know, back in the day, you, you all are too young to remember, but back in the day, a flank steak was kind of like a um, redfish in the, in the old days. Redfish was considered the garbage, carp, nastiest fish on earth. Then this wonderful chef by the name of Paul Prudhomme decided, I'm going to blacken it. 
and serve it. They go, hey, we don't, hey, we don't eat redfish. That's carp. That's garbage. He blackened that redfish. And within 15 years, they had to put a cap, a, a, a limit. Yeah. They had to actually stop the catching of redfish because it became so popular, wiped out the redfish population. They actually had to scale it back from whenever you wanted to catch it to now there are slot limits and very specific. I mean, it's very, very time sensitive. Well, flank steak was much like a redfish. It was considered, first of all, you had to find it. Butcher shops wouldn't carry it. It was only in traditionally more ethnic rest, uh, stores and grocery stores, and there weren't a lot of them back then. Flank steak was not, and when you could find it, it was like two ninety nine a pound, three ninety nine a pound. It was as cheap as ground beef. Mm -hmm. But then, and I give the great Mexican restaurants the big shout out to this. They were the ones who really took flank steak yeah. and brought it to the main table and main plate. People started eating the various ways in which the wonderful Mexican cuisine used the flank steak, and all of a sudden it took off. Now flank steak is right up there almost as much as a ribeye. Yeah. It's six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine a pound. Thanks. Because a culture took that miserable piece of meat and turned it into a jewel. Thank God. I thank God all the time for Mexican food because I have spent many hours researching it. In fact, our next cruise we're gonna do I've never been to Mexico, I've been all over the world, never been to Mexico. But my next our next cruise in the spring of next year, we're going to uh, we're going to do a cruise and hit the Mexican because I want to do like three or four stops of eating and drinking real cerveza and real tequila the right way instead of going down to, uh, you know, my local Mexican restaurant, which is good. But anyway, I digress. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yes. Anyway, so tell us your flank steak. Okay, so um, I've got about a two-pound flank steak, and I have more than one because there's a few people here. Um, and flank can be tough, so many times they marinate it, okay? Um, and we did marinate this one today. We marinated it with bourbon and brown sugar and some other goodies that you can find on the website. Um, but it's got some Dijon mustard in there as well, um, a little bit of hot sauce. Uh, it's dark brown sugar. It's also got some soy sauce. This is, this is a good, this is a nice marinade. Um, and let it marinate for a couple of hours before you, and then you drain off the marinade and uh, grill it at about 500 degrees, nice and hot. Um, but before we marinated it, we used this little contraption. Okay, anybody know what this is called? Yeah, you need to, huh? But it's not just, like if you were to Google a tenderizer, you're going to get like the mallet looking one, Okay. So we actually looked this up. This is a needle blade meat tenderizer. So when you push that down, see how that's like needles? So you push on this, and it's going to really get in there and break down that connective tissue of the muscle and really get it nice and tender. Now, if you don't have one of these, now, not for the marinade, okay? If you're not going to do a marinade, but you want to do a flank steak, get yourself a papaya, all right? And what, the one that I have now has been sitting in the kitchen for a couple of days, and it was green. It's now turned yellow, which means that it's almost ready to eat. Um, what I wanted was a green one because that is actually going to tenderize the meat. So I, I make up a papaya paste. I cut off just a little bit of the papaya, 
add a little bit of water, skin and all. I even use the seeds. Put it in the blender and make a paste. Now, if it's too sweet, then you're going to have sweet meat, and we don't want that as well. So just leave it for like, you know, a couple of hours. Like I said, let it tenderize. And it's a fantastic way when you're done, you just wipe it off with a paper towel. You're not going to rinse it off. Um, and then put your dry seasoning, like a, if you're using a dry rub or whatever you're using, yeah, that's when you're going to do, um, that's what you would do. So the papaya is a great way. When I lived in Africa, that's how we seasoned and tenderized our meat. Um, and so that, I thought I would show you two options on ways to tenderize your flank steak. Um, so what we're going to do with the flank steak is we've actually, through the magic of radio, we've already grilled the, <laughs> we've grilled the flank steaks and I'm letting them rest. There's a couple of tricks that when you're doing meat, um, you first of all, you don't want to put cold food on a hot egg. So let the, the meat come to room temperature. That's really important. The second thing is after you cook the meat, you need to let it rest for about 10 minutes, okay? So we've got this. Oh, all right? man. And it looks good. Um, I'm still going to let it rest for a few more minutes. And then I'm going to cut it. And you always want to cut it against the grain. Okay? So we're going to work on that in a few minutes. Um, hey, Jeff Abanda, did you notice the new engineer who's learning in there? As soon as you brought out the steak, yeah. he all of a sudden, he was like a he meerkat. Perked up. Yeah. That head pokes up. He's like, hey, I can get some of that. Hey. Yeah. All right. And then, so, yep, so we've got that. And then I want to talk about the okra as well. I've got a few. It's, it's a, the okra is a quick process, and I really like this um, because the okra we're just cutting in half. We're going to do a little olive oil, okay? Um, cut the okra not in yet, half. Not yet. Not don't yet? Don't. don't do it yet? No. So when we, if you're going to prepare this yeah. flank steak, you're going to have your succotash. Yep, I'm about to make that in the next you're about segment. To make the yeah. succotash. But what are some of the ways that you would, first of all, people go off cutting against the grain, with the grain. What are you talking about? So explain a little bit. How can people figure out where the grain is and how the grain is? So it's the lines of the meat, and you want to cut the opposite direction. Because if you, cook, if you cut along with the grain, it's going to be tough in the mouth. When you chew it, it's going to be really tough. If you cut against the grain, you're going to get a really moist, juicy bite. So if you have a grain that's running, let's say, uh, north to south. You want to cut east to west. East to west. So mm -hmm. opposite of the lines because yeah. that can take something that would taste like, would have the consistency of beef jerky. Mm -hmm. And if you cut it the right way, mm -hmm. it'll it make it like completely. butter. And it also, if you're a home cook, you can think that you have the, like a terrible piece of, a terrible cut of meat. I got these great steaks and they were terrible. Probably not. Probably it was the way that you cut it, you know, when you were eating it. Um, also, just for, um, it, this is interesting piece of information. Tri-tip is trending right now. It's really popular. Um, and the thing about the tri-tip is that the grain goes one way on part of it and it goes the other way on the other part of it. So the way that I would recommend getting around, how would you, how would you navigate that? is find the split point, the elbow, cut it right in half, and then you can open it up, and then you can do them like two separate steaks. Picanha is so good. It's kind of like, have you seen those big cones, mm -hmm. like gyros in a Mediterranean restaurant, a Greek restaurant where they shave it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you slice, you cook it, and you slice it, and then you put it back on the egg. You take it off after a few minutes, slice it. Oh, my God. If you've never had picanha, it is wonderful. Now, one of the things I want to ask you about the flank steak, 
What about doneness? Because I've seen flank steak when it's well done and it. Yeah, I like to pull it at like 130, 135 max and then let it rest. Cause it's so what would that be? Uh, the second or third finger? Second. Yeah. And I, what I'm saying is, you know, if you don't have a, the whole trick to cooking is temperature. Temperature, temperature, temperature. Internal temperature always. If you get the internal temperature right, everything else falls into place. Now, let's say you don't have your big green egg instarine thermometer. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. Let's say the batteries are dead or something. Oh, no, the fat man said you got to check the temperature. Well, i got another way you can do it. Put your fingers together, make an okay. Everybody do it right here, okay? Now take your other finger, touch this part of your hand, the fatty part of your hand. Now, you don't have any fat man, so you can't touch it. And Liz certainly can't. All right, now, you go like this. Now, watch what happens when you go to the second finger and make it an okay. Now try it. Now go to the third finger. Well done. Now go to the, go to the fourth finger. That's what my wife likes, burnt to a crisp. But anyway, so it's a quick... It's a quick read, so, you know, if you really want to bedazzle your friends or the restaurant that you're at, and they go, how do you like your steak? Well, doofus, I haven't even cut it yet. So what you do is you go, eh, it's close. That's what he does. I do that. he doesn't get invited back. Oh, okay. You know, I really blow their minds. But anyway, it's a quick way, rare, medium, well. It's not exact as the temperatures would be, but if you stick with that, there you go. When we come back. Wait, I want to say one okay. more thing about the meat. Okay. Okay, when we were talking about the papaya, the enzymes in the papaya is what makes the meat, ten- it's the tenderizer, and it is actually the most common ingredient in commercial meat tenderizers is papaya, is the enzyme in the And papaya. we will find out, how does Chef Amanda know so much about papayas and weird island things? We will find out when we come back. It's all about food. It's all about fun. It's all about celebrating a good life. And how the heck does Chef Amanda know weird stuff about island food? Uh, this is so much more on Chef and a Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs taking it to the streets of the Big Peach, baby. Yay! Friends, Chef and a Fat Man live from La Cordon Green, where the okra has met with uh, mixed results. Not that the quality, everybody that tried it, and I even tried it, but the Divine Miss M said no. She absolutely refused. And a lovely young lady sitting next to her decided she didn't want to try it either. No guts, no glory. But there are real men in the audience that have stepped up and taken a plate. Yeah, there he is, beating his chest. Of course, any, any guy that wears a raccoon, its teeth are showing on his shirt, that's bad. Sherry Vinner. I love that. Salt and pepper. He bites. Boy, I'll tell you, nothing like a guy that advertises. Anyway, powerful medium, a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my friends, welcome back to Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chef. See, this is what happens. Plus, you, you miss the, the frivolity that goes on during the breaks. We have so much fun. We do. I mean, this is, you know. So anyway, when we last left, the wonderful Chef Amanda, she was, um, she was pondering and talking about flank steak, and she puts her right forefinger to her brain, cocks it. No, anyway, (laughs) and then points it at Kevin. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so you've got the flank steak. It's already cooked. You want it one thirty-five. Yep. You can't cook it more. Cut it against the grain. We taught you how to, uh, you know, designate the grain. Now yep. what are you going to do? You're going to make the... Now I'm going to make a corn and bacon succotash. 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 Yeah, that was Bugs Bunny. I yeah. can't remember. What character was it? Suffering, yeah, suffering she, succotash. She knows. Oh, that was the cat. Yeah. Yeah. So the ingredient. Yes. So the ingredients are corn that we grilled on the egg. 
okay? And it's now cooled, which doesn't matter because I'm going to put it in a cast iron pan. Some bacon, some onion, some arugula, some sherry vinegar, salt, and pepper, all right? So the first step after grilling the corn and letting it cool is to get the corn off the cob. And does anybody know the name of this little contraption? Corn remover. How's that work? <laughs> it, it looks like, well, there we go. Um, see, it just pulls the corn right off. It looks like a peeler, for those of you that can't see what I'm doing. A knife works too. But, you know, we're trying to introduce people to new things here. And but that's a great, I love kitchen gadgets. I, yeah. I actually even have a pickle picker. It's uh, You press it, it opens up three claws. You put it in, grab your pickle, release it, you pull the pickle out. So I love stuff like that. A pickle picker. But but anyway, you know another great way to, to cut corn off the cob real easy? Because I like ease. I know you look at my Adonis-like physique and say, gee, fat man, what are you laughing? Man, that wasn't that funny. Uh, that she's sitting next to a stud, you know? But anyway, what you do is you take a bunt pan, like we did with the monkey bread, put the corn cob upside down in there, and hold it, and then shave the corn down with your knife, and it falls into the bun pan, then you just flip it out. So either you can use that device right there, which is nice and easy, or you can do the bun pan. Anyway, go ahead. I digress. No, you're fine. I'm just rendering the bacon fat now. I've cut the bacon into little pieces, and I'm rendering the bacon fat. And when I do, and I don't, I don't want this bacon really crispy, okay? I kind of want it about 80% there, okay? But I still want a little bit of softness in it. Um, and when the fat starts to come down, then I'm going to add corn. Okay? It's going to be amazing. Then, yeah, okay, Kev. Um, then Smells actually, than old spice. that's true. What you want to do actually is you want to slice, thinly slice some onions, yellow onions. Not just any onions. Sweet Vidalia onions. And when you don't have sweet, like we don't, now we have Peruvian sweet onions. Buy right. real sweet. Yes. Yeah, and my friends, when you go to the store... Look for the Real Sweet logo, because if it does not say Real Sweet on the bag of the tag... It ain't. It's just an onion bag. That's right. So we're not going to cook the onion like you would normally cook it. We're going to add it to the pan as the bacon and the corn is cooking together, and that's going to heat it, but it's not going to cook it through. I still want a little crunch on that onion, okay? And after I combine those, then I'm going to add a little sherry vinegar, this sherry vinegar salt and pepper and then believe it or not i'm going to add some arugula and toss that in there and then slice the flank steak and pour it right over the top okay i'm going to answer a question that millions are going to be pondering while they're listening to this cast what are you putting arugula in there for because of the peppery taste oh. arugula is also called rocket in other parts of the world. Now, it's funny you should say that because there was a shameless tease done in the last segment by a true professional in the radio and uh, podcast business. The shameless tease was, how do you know so much about weird things on islands? Used to live on one. I've lived on a few. Yes. Now, give us some ideas of the islands you've been in. How the heck did you... I mean, what evolved you into islands? How did I get there? Yeah. Um, Don't tell me by boat or plane, please. But I did get there by boat. That's what I was, okay, so, tell us. Yeah, 
so I was a, a chef on mega yachts. That was that's my background, and um, so I really did literally get there by by boat. And um, I've done the Caribbean, I've done Hawaii, I've done the Mediterranean, and uh, was on a boat that was going around the world. And we went down the coast of Africa, and I met my husband who is Portuguese. He has a coffee and chocolate farm there. And I jumped ship three days after we met and said, thanks for the ride. And that was 16 years ago. So, yeah. Did you get your W-9? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so you got the opportunity to go to all these islands yeah. and work and, with and all this. You know, we did, I mean, we lived on generators. And if, if the boat doesn't come with the fuel, we ain't living on nothing. It's getting and, – and here's the thing about living on the equator. It gets dark at 5 o'clock. There's 12 hours of sunlight all year long, 5 to 5. So if at 5 a.m. it's up, at 5 p.m. it's down. So there are – that's one of the things I like about being back here is that I like the late summer nights. I like that dusk time, and it shouldn't come at 4 o'clock. Just a glass of it. wine yeah. out by the lake with a dog and your husband or your husband you saw my dog. You saw my Facebook post? Yes. <laughs> we just went to the lake. We couldn't stand it. It's so hard for us to be living in a place that's not an island or surrounded by water. So we went to the lake the other night and laid on the dock and listened to some Van Morrison, and life was good. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was a little much, though, the picture of your tub with the sand in it. <laughs> Very I that funny. Was a, yeah, I just thought that was a little Well, you've got to improvise where you can. You yeah, know? but I thought the palm tree was a little difficult to get into the... <laughs> but anyway, so you've had a chance to experience the culinary all over the world, actually cook it, mm -hmm. cook with different ingredients. This is what makes you so exciting. Egg sighting. That and my winning personality. Woo! Let's not get carried away. Actually, I get that from you. Oh, yeah. Well, please. Yeah. You don't want anything from me. Believe me, you don't want any of my traits. It's going to get you in nothing but trouble. So now you've got the bacon. You did not take the, the uh, bacon oil out of it. I did not. Now I'm incorporating the corn into the bacon oil. Yes. You notice I don't say bacon grease or bacon fat because that's so negative. But if you say bacon oil, you sound so sophisticated. So i got to tell you a little funny thing about the whole fat thing. Don't so, look at me and say that. No, 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 no. No, this is, this is true. Um so I was at an event the other night for female chefs, and um, they gave out soap from a farm that, you know, does beef and pork, and um, it's made, the soap is made from beef fat, and only female chefs or only chefs would get excited about that. It's like, this is the coolest thing ever that we got this soap, and it's like, made from beef fat. We're like, woo! <laughs> So you can yeah. bathe and cook with it yes. at the same time. You know? <laughs> Have you ever seen them make soap? Make soap? No, never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You go out to any of those Civil War reenacting camps, or if you go to Stone Mountain every once every year, they do a, you know, 1800s type thing, and they they take the ash out of the fire, and they mix it with the lye. Uh, that's the lye. And then they add the uh, fat to it, and then they make the soap, and they sell it. And a little bar like that is like four bucks. Because they have to make it from scratch. But let me tell you something. I bought some. It lathers up very nicely. And it cleans great. It, it cleans. Well, we, we're glad to know you're clean. That's I important. didn't say I was clean. I said <laughs> I know it cleans. Anyway, so you've got the rendered bacon oil, the mm -hmm. bacon that's about 75% cooked. You've mm -hmm. got the grilled corn. Mm -hmm. And you're mixing it all together. So I am. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to let it hang for a little while longer. I'm not, I'm not ready to add the onion yet. I want that bacon to go a little bit more, and I don't mind if that corn goes a while either. I did add some salt and pepper while you were talking. Okay. Uh, and then Couldn't have been much. I don't talk much. And after I add the onion, then I'll add the sherry vinegar. Oh, 
Yeah. Right. So oh. this is amazing. Can you hear it? Yeah. Good stuff. Yes, yeah. it's not the static on your radio, my friends. It is actual cooking, and you'll hear it only one place and one place only, right here on Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. Now, you know, Chef Amanda, I got to tell you, I am looking so forward to Oktoberfest this year. Oh, That's it's going to be a, great. It's just a couple weeks away, and I'm so sorry nobody else can go because the tickets are already sold out. <laughs> I really feel for people. But uh, next year, you want to try to get the uh, the uh, meet and greet I'm the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some nice food, you have some nice drink. You're at the Marriott at Stone Mountain Park, and you're kind of sitting around with fine adult beverages around the pool. I'll be out there in my Speedo. The whole thing is just... <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All I said was I got to be there in my speedo. And all the women start laughing. You know, some people would take offense to that, but not me. I'll tell you what. I've been to Europe a number of times, and I've been on the beaches in Europe. And, baby, I look like Adonis compared to some of those people. I I have one of my undeniable truths of life. If you put on a swimming suit that you can't see, you have no business wearing it in public. I'm just saying. And if the if you're wearing an, a faux skin like a tiger or leopard, <laughs> if you're wearing a faux skin and you weigh more than the original animal did, you have no business yeah. wearing that skin, I'm just saying. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to finish the sakatash. It's all about food, fun, and celebrating a good life, my friend. Chef and a fat man taking it to the streets of Atlanta, GA. woo well, I'll tell you, my friends, this has been, the, the, the food's been rolling out here, and it is incredible. And we are now, we just brought out, uh, it was so good last week, we decided to do it again this week, the uh, peach schnapps dump cake, and people got a chance to, a new breed of people got to try it, and it was absolutely delicious. I'm to try it again. And they didn't even know what a dump cake was. It's dumpy. Yes. It's, it's easy. Tell, tell them how to make it, Kevin. Well, you make it the fat man way. Yep. Sorry. Get your favorite pie filling. Okay. Pour it in the bottom of a... I put a, little, I put a little butter down on the bottom just, you know, because I have to clean the pan afterwards. So I got a nice Dutch oven. Put the can on the bottom. Then I take my Duncan Hines white vanilla cake mix. Moist. Dump that on top of it. After I dump in my filling... And then I take a stick of butter, We've gotten more and I too. cut it up into pats, about eight to ten pats, yeah. and then I sprinkle, I put that across the top, throw it in the egg. That's it. Now, you can do it like Chef did it. You could add peach schnapps, and you can add all kinds of things to jazz it up can a little bit. Can we put more? I like El Basic, and that's get, all you do, three, three ingredients. Three? Yeah. Give it about 45, 50 minutes, and until it starts to get golden brown on the top, and all of a sudden it'll bubble up, and it'll look like a cobbler when Sorry, you're done. Sorry, kind of went a little It can't be any easier, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. So now you're serving up. Now, okay. you know what you need is a nice side dish with that. Oh, yeah? Well, we're not in the air yet, so we'll get there. Oh, are we? Oh, man. <laughs> there we go. Edit number two. So, what a great idea. Hey, let's make some okra. Yeah. There oh, we my go. goodness. All right. So, we are going to do okra. I'm still serving the succotash, so just bear with me here. Suffering succotash. All right. <laughs> um, that's right. So, um, I think everybody's got some now, right? Give some to Kev. So, we're going to... Here you go, fork. 
Thank you. Okay. Um, so we cut the okra in half and toss it in some olive oil. Okay. And if you're worried about it being slimy and all that junk, don't worry about that. It's going to be fine. Um, so olive oil, just coat it in some olive oil, give it a little salt and pepper, and then we put some of the big green egg savory pecan seasoning on it, like pretty liberally, um, and then <laughs> toss it, what, not pretty liberally? On this show, we never use the word liberal. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's put politics aside. Put a lot of the seasoning on the okra, okay? There we go. Okay. Um, and then let it hang out for a few minutes while you get a cast iron skillet really, really hot. And put a little bit of oil in the skillet. Even though the okra's already got oil on it, just put a little bit on so it doesn't immediately stick when you pour it on. And when it gets to about 500, then you're going to dump the okra into the pan and you're going to get a nice char on it. Then about halfway through cooking, you're going to add the Dizzy Pig IPA seasoning and its hop-infused seasoning blend. It's amazing. I love it on all kinds of things. I love it on fish, too. Um, but it's really good on this okra, which has been a very popular dish lately. So we're, everybody's quiet because everybody's eating. <laughs> I never could good? have believed how good a, a flank steak could taste. This yeah? Is it good? takes it to a whole nother level. Really? Wow. Anyway, once again, the beauty of this show is we find recipes. The chef creates recipes that you can do at home. You don't have to go out and buy all these expensive weird ingredients you're only going to use once. These are things that you can go out and buy 20 or 30 minutes worth of work and cooking time, and you can come up with these wonderful delicacies that will blow people's minds when you're having a party. We call it the wow factor, and we always go for a wow factor of 10 which means each and every time someone tries your recipe, they're going to go, wow, at least 10 times. <laughs> so I'm saying that everything we've had here today from is, is just a wow factor of 10. And Chef Amanda goes to the extremes, to some of the finest islands. She draws from her African culinary roots. She draws from everything to come up with these recipes. And because she does, you all get to eat incredible food. And the beautiful thing about it is you don't have to tip at the end. And you don't, and you don't get a bill. And you don't get a bill. If you went and got something like this in any restaurant downtown Atlanta, now... 38 bucks. Yeah. Plus 30, tax and tip. Yeah, plus tax and tip. And you don't get served as well as you get here most of the time. And, and uh, this is what's amazing. She goes out of the way to come up with I this. like the flavor of the corn on the same bite as the meat. And I, and I liked it, too, that we added goat cheese. Good call. The goat cheese was a nice touch, too, because yep. it gives it a tang. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny plus Black. He's from New York, you know. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can come and park here for free. Mm -hmm. Look on the website, chefandupatman.com. Check out our calendar of events. Now, we like to limit you to... 24 times a year is all you can find. <laughs> because, quite frankly, uh, the Big Green Egg can't afford to feed all you people all the time, okay? But that's right. Come to the classes, come enjoy, and I'll tell you, you will not have 
I've been to a lot of culinary classes, <clears throat> and outside of toast with no butter on it, it doesn't get much drier. A lot of them are because they're chefs. You know, and most of them, that's why they're in the kitchen. They don't have personality. They don't have flair. They don't have fun. To me, cooking is supposed to be about flavor, taste, and enjoyment. If you aren't having fun in the kitchen, you're not going back. So here, you get all the fun, all the frivolity. It's a lot of fun while the microphones are off. Yep. We have a lot of fun. But what's great is you, each and every one of you being here today, made our show better. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank you enough for being here. We're giving you a hand. Yeah. You guys deserve it. You thank guys you make coming. the show. And I hope you'll come back. Yep. Because the show is only as good as the recipes, which we've got the best, and the audience, we got the bestest. Anyway, my friends, we couldn't do a show like this without our tremendous and fantastic team. It's a big team that puts this thing together. Big team at the Big Green Egg. Big, big, yeah. Uh, right. uh, Carry keep, on, as you want. Keep behind the kitchen there, Chef. There's yeah. a reason why you're behind the kitchen, you know. Anyway, the big, we'd like to give a big hand to the Big Green Egg Culinary Center and all the volunteers that have been here today. They have been fantastic. To Liz, Liz, Bubble and Fizz, Greg and Tracy, Yay! Karen Jenkins, Greg Jacobs, and Mark Spencer. You guys rock the house. Thank you so very much for everything. Because, see, you don't even have to tip them. And they give you better service than most of the white cloth restaurants in this freaking town. <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing. They go out of their way and they volunteer mm -hmm. to take care of you. Yeah, they're here on their Saturday after their hard work week. And but, so but let me tell you about our volunteer program. It's so cool. Um, our support staff... I heard one of our guys say that he came for the egg because he wanted to learn more about the egg, but he stays for the community. Because as you guys can see, we're having such a good time, and this is how we roll all the time. We are always having a good time. If you say, hey, add this, or she says, hey, we should do this, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and that's how we evolve, and we learn, and we grow. And, you know, so nothing is ever set in stone, and they stand out on the deck and drink beer and go, how do you do your pork butt? You know, and did you see <laughs> And, you know, did you see how Michael Patria does his? Or, you know, did you try this? Or have you heard about this? Or, It's an amazing, amazing program. And I have some of the volunteers that are with that have been with me from the beginning. Four years. Four years. And they're coming two or three times a week. Well, one guy. This one guy in particular. Um, I, I, we are his retirement. And his wife said, thank you so much because he's driving me crazy. So we're really glad that he's hanging out with you. And we love him, too. That's why... Uh, <clears throat> That's why my wife said we could have the little place down in Mexico Beach. Yeah, get rid of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> without fail, no, at about three and a half, four weeks, she goes, when are you going back down to Mexico Beach? And off I go. But anyway, so many people to thank, and to the, especially to the keeper of the dials, the one who makes this radio show sound so good. It is Karen Jenkins and Kenny, Yay! the New York mob. I'll tell you, Kenny, I, I, I didn't tell you, I, I gave a quick story about the duck. So we're down in Mexico Beach. I, he won't allow me to drive when I'm down there because we drive to a cigar store over in Panama City Beach, which is about an hour away. He won't let me drive because we don't smoke in my car. And, huh? Yes, Karen, what? We never got back to Amanda and how she knows so much about papaya. Yep. Well, we yeah, talked we about did. the islands. We did. Yeah. Did I miss it? You missed yeah. it. Yeah. We both missed it. Well, anyway, so Kenny goes, hey, I'm driving. I said, why is that? Because we can smoke in my car. <laughs> so we get in his car. We're smoking cigars. So we get to this restaurant. We go inside. I got my cigar. He's got a cigar holder in the car. That like, so I set my cigar down. I said, where are you going to set it? 
where are you going to put your scar? He goes, don't worry about it. So I get out. He's got the scar in his mouth. I get out. He comes around. The scar's gone. And he had bent over for a second. The scar's gone. I'm like, what'd you do with your cigar? I gave it to the duck. I go, That's give it okay. to the duck. And I go around the back of the car. He's got a, a trailer hitch. And he's got this big rubber duck head on the back. And his bill opens. And I look. And there's a, there's a duck with a cigar hanging out of a lit cigar hanging out of his mouth. So from that from then on, the duck has become famous. Anyway, my friends, Chef and a Fat and a Blue Collar Chef has been presented by the Big Green Egg. The, the ultimate, ultimate cooking experience. experience. <laughs> Amanda's heard this so many times. She's like, oh, God, do I have to say it again? <laughs> and by Schumann Produce. Remember, my friends, they are the leaders in real sweet onions, the sweetest onions on earth. This time of the year, it is from Peru. Before that, it is from Vidalia. But, my friends, there are tags that look very similar. See, they got marketing. They caught on. So they kind of came real close. If it does not say real sweet on the back of the tag, it ain't. I'm your fat but jovial host, Kevin Jenkins, reminding you each and every week, it's our serious moment of the show, where we take a moment out to remember our troops and our first responders. They are the reasons that we continue to have the freedoms that this country has like no other on earth. And I know, Chef Amanda, you've traveled around the world. Love There's our never troops. There's been, never been such freedom as you have here in this country. Absolutely. And our troops and our first responders. They help us keep it that way. So we thank them so, so very, very much. As we cool down the mobile burners of Chef and the Fat Man, remember, we're gonna, you'll be hearing from us from Corbin, Kentucky. We're going to do an interview, hopefully, with Artie Irani from Eggtoberfest. So stick to it. Keep your eye on ChefandTheFatMan.com and check out where we're going to be so you can come to our classes, come to our shows, eat, drink, and be merry. God bless you all. God bless your family. God bless America. And God willing, we'll see you next week right here on... Go ahead, ding it one more time. Chef of the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. We're out of here, baby. Woo! See you next time.